Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Protocol launches to simplify the enterprise blockchain space built on Arc blockchain platform. Bitcoin-backed Ethereum token TBTC launches for the second time, and half of DeFi yield farmers can't read smart contracts. All coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020, and I had to turn on my heat in my house today. I am very not happy about it. I woke up. The outside temperature was 50. The inside temperature was 64, and I was chilly. I couldn't even type properly because my hands were stiff. So with all the bad news we had over the weekend, with all of the low prices, we also now have to turn on our heat here in Cleveland, Ohio. Sad days, sad days. Let's see if the crypto prices can make this a happier day. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 3.30 Eastern Standard Time. A little bit late launch for me today, but we're going to see if we can't get this podcast done on time. Bitcoin is in at $10,510, up 1% from yesterday. Ethereum 343.57, up a half a percent from yesterday. Litecoin 4406, up 1.8% from yesterday. Chainlink, 884, up 1.8% from yesterday. And XRP, 23.2 cents, up a half a percent from yesterday. Total market cap for all the cryptocurrency is $333.2 billion. Bitcoin dominance up to 58.3%. And remember what I said yesterday? I want you guys to call me on this one. We're going to see ups and downs and ups and downs but we're going to see higher highs and higher lows this happened in 2017 this is what i expect out of this market but don't be surprised if some of your favorite projects go up 5x and then down 90 percent it's going to be a wild ride everyone buckle your seatbelt but don't lose faith and in the news today the u.s office of the comptroller of the currency the OCC has given the green light for national banks and federal savings associations to hold reserves for stable coin issuers. If you're wondering what a comptroller is, it's basically a controller, just a different spelling and pronunciation for financial officers. So in brief, the OCC has officially clarified that stable coin issuers may hold reserves in national banks and federal savings associations. Several stablecoin issuers already hold fiat reserves in national banks. According to the OCC's interpretive letter, reserve accounts can either be funded through deposits from the stablecoin issuer or the stablecoin hodlers. Remember, the OCC issued another interpretive letter clarifying that U.S. banks could act as cryptocurrency custodians. So what this means is the OCC is clarifying what banks can and cannot do with cryptocurrency. And so far, it's been bullish. Bitcoin back Ethereum token TBTC launches today uh, again. What is TBTC? Well, here is CEO Matt Luongo to tell you about it. So TBTC is a way for um, people to safely earn with their Bitcoin on Ethereum um, in DeFi. And uh, on the technical level, it's turning Ethereum into a Bitcoin sidechain. 
Unlike other cross-chain protocols or bridges, TBTC claims to be decentralized with unprecedented levels of security. It aims to offer the safest way yet for Bitcoin holders to access DeFi on Ethereum and earn on their investments. Matt had a couple things to say about the Bitcoin and Ethereum difference and what it means, he says, to the market. Any asset that competes with Bitcoin as a store of value and eventually medium of exchange and worldwide currency, that's competition. And if you talk about it, you're diluting what Bitcoin's trying to accomplish. So it's very much like this social and narrative driven thing. It wasn't always that way. And I kind of like it, to be honest. I think it's powerful to turn Bitcoin into a social movement and not to fetishize technology. But then on the Ethereum side, they do the exact opposite. Oh, that doesn't work. We'll just build a new thing, out innovate. And so the way that I look at Bitcoin is like, this is a hedge against the entire like systemic failure of our society. And the way I look at Ethereum is like, this is Tesla. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a tech bet um, that could get very, very bubbly. And when Decrypt staff writer, Adriana Hamaker asked him if he would invest his own Bitcoin into his project or into this and how much, he said. So this is kind of funny because it's not financial advice, but I'm going to put it all in. And the reason is because I want to have skin in the game. This is a very interesting article and a very interesting project. So if you want to know more about TBTC, check out Adriana's article. Link is in the show notes and read the full in-depth interview with Matt Luongo, CEO of TBTC. Institutional investors say they'll buy more Bitcoin. Pension funds and insurers could be increasing their cryptocurrency investments over the next five years, but some concerns still linger. Cryptocurrency insurance firm Avertas surveyed U.S. and U.K. institutional investors. All told, 90% of those surveyed expect to increase their cryptocurrency investments. Respondents cited expected regulatory improvements and increased liquidity as reasons. Now, my two cents, my two cents, we've been asking for the institutional money to come in the crypto space for so long. It's always, let's get this money in there. Let's pump it. Let's hedge against this or that. But it's not a hedge if the companies that you're hedging against are invested in the thing that you're hedging it with. We have been seeing a very big correlation. Now, I'm not saying that it's causation, but it's a correlation between the stock market's ups and downs with Bitcoin price. The U.S. stock market's almost at its all-time highs. But every time we see a little pullback in the market, we see a pullback in Bitcoin. What happens if the stock market pulls far back? Well, we saw that in March and Bitcoin pulled far back. This is a little risky for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and these companies that are building on these platforms, in my opinion. I mean, weren't they a hedge against everything that we didn't like within our current financial system? But now they're so correlated that just a sneeze in the S&P or the Dow looks like a full-blown cold in the crypto space. Will we see a decoupling, an actual decoupling of the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency prices so that a sneeze or cough in the traditional stock markets do not pass a cold to our cryptocurrency? And that's what we want. But we still ask for more institutional money to come in there so they can play this game like they played theirs. And if I recall, we didn't like the way that they played their game. That's why we're playing this game. Let's be careful and cautious about what we ask for. And in some pretty unsurprising news, yield farmers are pretty damn reliant on auditors to monitor the security of the new projects they're joining, but are still making a killing despite the fact that they can't read the smart contracts. In a CoinGecko survey, they found that 40% of yield farmers couldn't read smart contract code on their own. It was found that 90% of yield farmers were male and that just 23 of the respondents were actually engaged in yield farming activities. More than 90% of those yield farmers though they said they made 500% or more gains. 
but CoinGecko predicts that these astronomical yields will likely fade away from these DeFi protocols, but some form of yield farming is here to stay, but maybe just not paying you 500 to 10,000% returns. Oh, by the way, if we're gonna start relying on smart contracts for our exchanges, our contracts, our investments, our returns, maybe we wanna start learning how to read smart contract code instead of relying on auditors that could maybe not be working in your best interest. And finally, I wanna to talk to Lars Renzing about his new project protocol, simplifying the enterprise blockchain space built on Arc blockchain platform. Let's see what he got. Hi, Mitchell. Thanks for the invite. Protocol launches, and it's your big project. Tell us about it, please. Big of a back, bit of a backstory. Uh, four years ago, we started Arc as an idea of making blockchain simple for everyone. So we decided to develop it for four years now. Uh, it's battle tested for three years on the on public blockchain. One of your goals is to simplify. What do you mean to simplify? For example, with the smart contracts risks you have right now, uh, people don't understand it, right? It's a big Pandora box, I would say, with, uh, with Ethereum. And uh, with our solutions, it's a plug and play. It's a module, so you can build like Lego Lego blocks and uh, easy uh, adapt it in your business. So when you say build like Lego box blocks and it's plug and play, like who? What do, what does that mean? Plug and play. When I sit here Lego blocks, I hear I, I think of a four year old sitting on the ground building a, a skyscraper. I mean, if a four year old can do it, that means I can do it. I hope. So does that mean a four year old could pick your pick up this protocol and start building a plug and play like Legos, or do you still see, need some sort of technical technical expertise to get involved? Of course, you need some technical expertise, but you, you would even be doing it. Uh, so we have a deployer built from uh, Arc itself, uh, where people that are non-technical can launch and watch them within 30 minutes, basically, with, uh, with a good guide. From zero to a working project in 30 minutes is pretty impressive. So what did you have to analyze in, say, the user experience or the blockchain or what protocol is to achieve that goal? So we looked at all of what was around in this space and see that uh, three years back, it was really hard to even open a wallet or make, work with a wallet, for example. And you see and also a lack of developers in this space overall. So we saw, okay, that's something that's probably not going to get fixed soon. Uh, big companies, some bigger ones are going to get some uh, their own developers, but not the majority of the public will have their own blockchain developers. So we saw that there's some need for that. Why now? I see a lot of projects launching around this time in the blockchain space. There was another time that was around 2017, early 2018, and it seemed to have gone like quiet for a while. Was that the building phase? Is this strategically a great time to launch a project because of newfound interest in blockchain? What, 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 is the, what is the timing and why is the timing? So first of all, yes, it was also building the project itself. So making it more mature, making it ready for the enterprise space. Uh, secondly, because of that timing, we decided to have this uh, roadmap set up before even everything was happening in blockchain space and the more interest picking up. So it's also already set way before that. Of course, it's helpful in that sense, but uh, it's also not helping us because what you see with bigger corporations is also that they think all oh, of blockchain right away thinking about cryptocurrencies which is not always the case and my, my, my last question is just give, give me a list of industries that you think about benefit off of this if somebody was listening right now and said hey you know what blockchain might be good for my business what business would it would that be uh, i would say the sports industry for example because right now with uh, the coronavirus happening uh, people are not going to come to the station the stadium any, anymore 
stadiums are having a fallback in, the, in revenue. So this could bring another revenue stream to them. Right on. Lars, I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show and talking about protocol and uh, best to you. And I can't wait to see how it develops. And hopefully you come back on to tell us about the progress of your company after it launches. Thanks, Mitchell. Thanks for the invite. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Hey, if you like me, and I hope you like me, go over to the Apple Podcast Store, make sure you're subscribed, leave us a rating and a comment, and share on Twitter your social medias so people can get the news. Remember, the crypto space is fast moving. DeFi IEOs. I have something coming up on Thursday. It's called an IMO. What the hell is that? If you want you and your friends to know what's going on, they're going to have to be tuned into the news. And the best place to do that is Decrypt.co and here at the Decrypt Daily. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling, everybody.